need an idea? You might rock the joint. But better yet, here's what's the point. I have a very fun guest on today who's got a very serious business. Her name is Estelle Poiret. She is the founder of Intentional Self Consulting. She is a self-described clutter-free living strategist. And in my preparation for this, I found that I had a blast talking to Estelle. So I'm very happy to have her on the show today for you. So Estelle, welcome to What's the Point? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Robert. Thanks for the invitation. I, I really appreciate it. And I was really looking forward to it. And what's the point? What's the point of, uh, what's the point of clutter, right? That it could be, uh, that could be it. <laughs> well, tell us how you got started with this. I mean, I think you've got a kind of a long and winding road to cite the Beatles, but how did you get it, get to here talking to us and, and tell us where you are too. I am in very cold Quebec city, Canada. I was going to say I live in an igloo. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but today we are very deep in the minus in uh, just about minus, close to minus 20 degrees Celsius. So yes, yes. I would like to be adopted by someone in Florida. I cranked, I cranked up the heat in my apartment. So tell us how you got started with this because I think in an even colder weather. <laughs> yes, I would, I would start with saying that I have a, a very atypical background. And my very atypical background got me from starting with graduating in architectural technology and uh, I guess leaving my parents' house, which was, I will put it this way, which was uh, a bit of a toxic environment and a bit of a dysfunctional environment. And I left home thinking that it would solve all my problems. So I guess that's the beginning of this atypical background. And I worked in really different kinds of, of fields, you know, in tourism and hospitality. I worked also in a few architects firm and I guess that I was traveling and working and learning English as well, because I wasn't really speaking the language. So I did that for quite a few years. And I thought that by leaving my parents' house, I would be, that would be solving all my problems and my life would be absolutely great but it was the complete opposite that occurred. So, so yeah, you know, and I, I kept on working and traveling and then eventually what really was my interest connected to architecture was sustainability. And I was really interested by how can we make our built environment a bit more sustainable? How can we make our lifestyle a bit more sustainable? How can we make you know, architecture a bit more sustainable? So I was really interested by that. So I decided to study at UC Davis, the extension campus in Sacramento. I did two certificates in uh, sustainability of the built environment, renewable energies. Very much enjoy that, learned a lot, but there was still something missing in my life. And I guess that was the, the human part the self-development, self-help field. And I guess that life brought me into coming back to Quebec City in 2015. And that's when it kind of hit me. And that's when I, I guess, these coincidences, which are not coincidence, got me into reading 
um, a book I had bought in 20, 2009. It's a book on the abandonment wood from Dr. Daniel Dufour. So I read that book again and my, my path towards self-help really started then. And then I became, um, an accompanying person. So tackling the emotional component of human beings. And I thought, wow, huh, I'm interested by sustainability and how, how can I and other people, but how can I leave the earth a better place than I found it? How can I make it, how can I create a better impact? How can I, how can I leave the earth feeling, wow, I, I made, I made a difference and I thought, wow, stuff, clutter. I had all these, all these words in my head and it was clutter and stuff and emotions. And I thought clutter is an emotional problem. We, we, we buy so much stuff and we're so sad at the same time all around the world. We're such a, a sad, a sad society. We're such an angry society. So I guess that's, that's a bit of a summary of how I started. And then I, I decided to create, to, to, to start intentional self-consulting. And that was. People did you reach out to at first or did you kind of, it, it sounds like you're very much of an adventurer for lack of a better word that you kind of put yourself out and, and kind of see how it goes. And you've got a spirit to be able to do that. Is that how you started talking? Or did you do something else? It's a very good question. Thank you. Actually, I guess a lot of life experiences and work experiences kind of inspired me to, uh, a lot of life experiences and work experiences brought me into, brought me into sort of thinking differently, opened my mind. And I spent a few years working in the oil and gas industry. And I noticed two things over there. I noticed that people were only interested. Actually, I'm totally lying. I'm probably have more than two things, but <laughs> I noticed that people in general, they were there because they just wanted to, to make a lot of cash. They wanted to make a lot of money and they just wanted to have a job that was going to guarantee them a job for, you know, employment for the next 30 years. And I saw that there was a lot of environmental degradation. It's absolutely terrible what occurs there. It's, 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 it's terrible. And I also found at the same time that people were very emotionally closed. Like it's my way or, or the highway. So people being very emotionally closed, which is very connected to high ego. And that's kind of where I was 
working in this environment and I thought, wow, there's not much collaboration here. There's not much people working together. It's one against another. And it's me, 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 me. How can I make more money? How can I? It's all about me, 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 self-centered. And I thought, wow, how can we, how could I make this, this field or how could I make this, this sector better? And that's kind of what got me thinking about creating this, this company. But it took, I mean, it took a few years before I actually pulled the trigger and did it. So, so yeah. I'm so impressed that you did all this research as part of your living and, and you, and you didn't do what most, you didn't do what the people that you were observing were doing, which is just to kind of forget about it. You were really active, you know, and, and I, you, you, I think you were up in the snowy North again, you weren't in Hawaii drilling oil, right? You were, you were up again, like, you know, in a court, like the Yukon, like Jack London was, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was in uh, Northern BC and uh, Northern Alberta. And uh, yeah, the, just, just as a little, a uh, little thought, I was one of the, 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 the lowest temperature I've experienced was minus 56 degrees Celsius. So. So we don't even have anything in Florida that will get that cold. <laughs> yep. I need to travel to Florida pretty soon. <laughs> but from there, you, so you took this experience and you brought it in. And so it sounds like it, it triggered parts of you that were already there. If I can say that, I mean, you're, 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 you're sensitive to the environment, you're sensitive to people and you're, you, you seem to be a very kind person. And so you're, so then you wanted to share that with friends first or share that, find, find people who were in business and, and then simultaneously, did you want to leave the planet a better place? Or was that some, something that you realized that was, was the opportunity? It was a bigger opportunity than you, tell me what you were thinking. I guess, I guess it's, I guess it's all of it. And I would say that growing up in, you know, in, in a family where it was, I mean, it was toxic. It was dysfunctional, you know, it was a lot of. Uh, verbal abuse and, and, and psychological abuse in the family. But I got to say on, on the positive side, both of my parents were a great inspiration to me in terms of how you spend money, what kind of stuff you buy and the things you want and the things you need and organization. And that was a huge, huge huge inspiration to me. So I guess I was three or four years old and my mom would take me to the grocery store and she would show me how to shop. She would show me, okay, this item costs this much money. That is a good price. Oh, and this other item, you should never pay more than this price or that price. So now I find myself for example, every time I go in a grocery store or store, whatever, I'll, I'll pull up my, my calculator and <laughs> I'm literally, I'm literally looking at the price, you know, and I'll be very happy to, to share that with other people. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute, because, you know, I, I have become 
also the sort of person, I mean, I, I had it yesterday, for example, I need to tell you Kalamata olives. Teddy asked me to get Kalamata olives. Now one jar, the same size, same thing was five twenty nine. Another jar was two twenty nine. I mean, it would seem obvious that you should get the second one, but yet I know a lot of people that would say, well, there must be something wrong with the one that's cheaper. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's, what's the price difference? And often these generic brands, these cheaper brands, they will appear to be lower quality just because they're a lower price. And quite often these big brands, they will create the generic brands and you'll find yourself, it's really the same product. It's the same product. So it's something to try. And I guess it's very psychological. I think that that's, that's the part that intrigues me. I don't think that you're looking to teach everybody how to be a skin flint and look for the cheapest price. You're, exactly. you have a bigger message. Yeah, absolutely. I guess that if we want to make the earth a better place to live, if we want to leave also at some point in, at the end of our lives, if we want to create a, a positive impact, if we want to leave the earth a better place than we found it, it, it it's important to, to make better decisions and to make better decisions. We need a different mindset. We need a different emotional state. So. Yeah, and, your, and your clutter ties into that as well. And the, I, I love that you talk about clutter as an emotional problem. And it is for in the extreme with hoarders who are very, a very serious psychological issue and all re sorts of compulsions for doing it. And I, I know of a family that the, the parents were hoarders and the, the son who ended up inheriting the house is also a hoarder. So it becomes intergenerational too. I, but you're not talking so much about the extreme issues like that. Are you, you're talking about all of us who just buy to, you know, we, you know, a lot of us, and I'm guilty of this too. Amazon shipments arrive here oftentimes several times a week. I admit it. Amazon has contributed to the clutter. Absolutely. Yeah. That happens to so many people. And I, you know what, I can also include myself in that in 2021, for example, 2020 as well in 2021, we all know what happened in 2020 COVID occurred and a lot of the you know, many times, most of us, myself included, what do we do? We feel overwhelmed. We feel sad. We feel, you know, we feel depressed. We feel anxious. We feel angry. I'll say frustrated because angry doesn't, doesn't look so good. It's not a word that looks so good, but often we'll, 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 we'll switch to shopping. We'll switch to shopping because, or we'll switch to, oh, I'm going to go reward myself. Whether it's shopping or it's, I'm going to go buy myself some food. I'm going to go buy myself uh, some alcohol. I'm going to go into, I'm going to undertake, I'm going to start this new habit that actually is not really, that is not really serving me. Amazon is a good example. And I include myself in that. I mean, you, you see, yesterday I was decluttering 
uh, just to give a bit of a bit of an example for your audience. Yesterday, I was decluttering my, I was decluttering my, my closet, and I took the first step of you know, do I have do I have a, a true desire of completing this task? Yes. Do do I have a vision? Took me a few days. I created a vision. And then I took action. I started with decluttering. But I, w while I was looking at it, I thought, wow, look at all the sadness and all the frustration in my closet in 2021. That's what my closet was all about. That's not, that's a lot more than just, oh, I've got all this, all this stuff in my closet. It's more than the stuff it's the it's the emotional component it's the the sadness and the frustration why did i buy these stuff in the first place i know why everybody knows why if you buy something on amazon or any place anywhere else and 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 that you're going to use it that's fabulous and myself I had bought pants, you know, pants in 2021. Can you imagine? A clutter-free living strategist. I bought two pair of pants that I never wore. Never. Not my size. I gain weight. They don't fit me. Simple as that. Out. What kind of emotional state was I to buy these pants? And it's not just clutter for stuff. It's also the kind of decisions that I'm making in my life that maybe don't suit me so much. It's the people that I surround myself with. That is clutter. It's interesting because, you know, I, there, there are people out there, I'm sure you know, that are minimalists and these guys, well, they have one, you know, one or two pairs of trousers. They've got a backpack. They've got a laptop. They've got a chair that, I mean, they're, they're story. These guys are, are really carrying a message that of, of this, uh, this similar message to what you're current, you're talking about, which is psychological freedom and what happens that you you end up focusing on relationships, many of them say, and I said, you, I, I just, to your point that they, they say, I don't need five shirts. I don't. You know, I need, and, and it's very interesting. And I think it is profound what you're saying and what they say. You're sort of a middle of the road compared to them. They're sort of extreme to get to pare down to two pairs of trousers and three pairs of underwear or something. But, but what you're saying is, is really interesting in that it's not about the material stuff. It's bigger. You've said that. And what you, what the, the spark of it is, is that we don't even think about what it's doing to us. Exactly. We don't even, we, we don't even think about it. That's a very good point. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And the emotional state we're in, the sadness that we carry with ourselves, like a, like a toxic load, right? I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's like a toxic load, the sadness that we carry like a toxic load and this, these frustrations that we carry are toxic loads. And the COVID, COVID is a great example because COVID put a lot of stress on everybody and 
regardless, I mean, th- th- I mean, can we be honest here? <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to ask people, you know, CEOs of the planet and their teams, how much stress did you feel? How much sadness do you have inside of you that is poisoning your decision-making daily? And that's, and that's very important. And so you're if saying that, that if they, if they you're, you, if I understand this right, you're saying that if they don't manage or, or, or deal with in some way, face these cluttering issues of people and things and responsibilities, I think in the case of a CEO, they're making decisions in many cases for all of us, because of the scale of their companies from a point of sadness, from a point of, uh, of just. Absolutely. And, and there, there's something I'm thinking about. I think it was a few months ago. I saw Elena Cardone online and she made a video. And I absolutely love her. She's really straight to the point, no BS kind of person. And she said something that I absolutely, I thought, wow, this is spot on. And she said that on a daily basis, she has a punching bag, right? And she loves to exercise and, and, and you know, really go at it. And, and she said, when I'm, I'm punch, use, you know, exercising and punching the bag, I'm actually imagining that I'm killing people so that in my outside, on the outside, externally, that I don't feel anymore like killing people. So she's dealing internally with the sadness, with the frustration in a very honest way so that externally, when she goes back, when she leaves that punching bag session, she doesn't feel anymore like she wants to kill people, right? The function that you provide with a client, how do you start? When a client comes in, they're going to come to you because they, they have presumably acknowledged that something is wrong. And they say, well, yeah, I've got too much stuff, but what do they say? I can't handle it. I, I see it, but I can't do anything. Tell me what a client might look like. And if you've got a real client example, that would be great too. Yes. If you can't talk about a client, get that too. Yes, I guess they will feel that, yes, they have too much stuff and this, this visual clutter in their home or in their office, their, their office is cluttered, for example. And they will notice and feel that it's affecting them emotionally as well. And quite often, another fun thing is they just need someone to talk to. I've experienced that so many times. They need a, some sort of a venting buddy. And that's where I come in. Because I, my job as an accompanying person, the part of me who's an accompanying person, I listen actively. I listen without any judgment. That's not my job to, to, to judge anybody. And I listen without my ego. And I'm not better than anyone else when I say that because I'm not perfect at it. That's, I, I guess, 
the goal of every human being to live without their ego. But that's really important as part of my, of my, of what I do. And quite often, yes, they, they just need someone to listen to them. So I'll listen actively and I'll ask great question. And I often find myself being a bit like, um, <laughs> a bit like a bandaid, you know, these bandaids, they're, they're made of, they're made of, of, of fabric, the fabric bandaid and those ones, oh man, when you remove them, they hurt like a son of a gun. Let me tell you. So I'm this, this kind of irritant, you know, I'm gonna, this person who's gonna remove the bandaid, but not slowly. I'm gonna remove it very, very quickly. So that's the, the kind of intervention that I do. So I accompany people to transform themselves, you know, to, to go really from within. And that's the most important because what's going on inside, you know, the sadness you carry with yourself that can actually come also from, from childhood, from something that happened when you were a teenager or a young adult, whatever. So I, I will accompany people because they will notice that there's, there's just something not working. Or they feel abandoned, they feel rejected, they don't understand why. I don't understand why this employee is not really is not really nice to me. I don't really understand why this person, their relationship is impacted. Why is my relationship with my wife or my hubby? Why it's not working or so there's something missing. It's so a... interesting to me what you're what you're saying. Because you're not a trained psychologist, mm -hmm. you're taking your life experience, your perspective into play. You're using your own personal life experience as a palette in a way to share with clients. You've invented this whole career path and you've, and you've identified very interestingly, a real need. That seems to be something that people didn't even know they had as an issue. Absolutely. Definitely. Very well said. And I, I, I would also add, <clears throat> you know, what I said earlier, how can I, myself as an individual, how can I leave the earth a better place than I found it? I could also add, how can I live a life without my ego? And I will also add, how can I be a leader also? How can I become a better leader in society? So that's the exact same questions I could ask all the CEOs and their, the and their teams. Can you leave the earth a better place than you found it? How can you live your life without your ego? How can you become a better conscious leader? And yes, I was going to say something, completely forgot it. And it's Sorry. second to the professor. Yeah, what, what's, what I love about this podcast and I love about the guests that I'm able to uh, invite on is that we start thinking at the outer reaches of what we're doing. And, and apply those back. What you've just said about CEOs is quite um, vital to the future. 
and, and it goes to responsibility. I met a gentleman years ago who's a doctor at Harvard Medical School who studied CEOs and he, he found that they had some of the classic characteristics of schizophrenia. The classic characteristics, it wasn't that they were schizophrenic and murderers by night or anything like that, but it was their ability to compartment, to go to compartmentalize so perfectly that technically they had the, the, the symptoms that a schizophrenic would have. And, and it, and we don't look at our leaders and we don't challenge our leaders in the way that you just have. And it's not very complicated. You've made it very simple. You've made it very approachable. Thank you. Yes, I, I, I would think I'll, I'll, I have this in mind and I'll say it when I did my training to become an accompanying person, the, the doctor who was training us, he's a very, he's a very different person. Bless his soul. He, 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 he passed away in April, uh, 2021. And he said something that really caught my attention, but stayed with me. He said, you know, when you're a kid, when you're a baby, what does a baby do? When you think about it, it's very, very, it's very simple, but as, as we grow older, we completely forget that, you know, when a baby is sad, the baby cries when a baby is angry, man, the baby screams, right? And when the baby's happy, he giggles. So my question to you, to me, to everyone, when you're sad, what do you do? Most of us put this behind us. Actually, we just shovel, we just shovel it inside. And I'm sure with your example, with the doctors, they don't have, I guess they don't have time when they work and they work so hard. They don't have time while they work to start feeling the sadness or feeling the frustration. So we spend our whole, they, they spend their whole lives. Even us, we spend our whole lives carrying these toxic loads of sadness and frustrations. And even, you know, the, the joy, often we won't show our joy because or we won't feel our joy because it, we don't want to, we don't want to, you know, disturb too many people. Can you imagine? It's like we're, 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 we're zombies, you know, living our lives. And we don't allow ourselves to be human beings, which human beings, we have emotions. And to be honest, that's not a very sexy topic, especially nowadays, right? You know what I like about your approach to this is that it does not take a long time to feel the impact of what you're saying. I mean, it can, it's, it is your, your message is simple enough that it, it you know, we, we say about, about the Bible, let's say, you know, it's to, uh, comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. And, and in this case, it's, it, it's, it's very similar, the role. You know, to, to take people that are very comfortable and say, well, maybe, maybe you're a little too comfortable. Have you thought about this? And it's not aggressive and it's not, 
invasive in any way, but it also leads to better results, which is why I think this has potential with business people, because we all want better, richer results. And maybe that's the, the soft underbelly of COVID is that it's brought people time to think and be sad and grieve whether it's because of some life event that they couldn't participate in the death of a relative or a child that died of an overdose or suicide. I mean, these cases are not in hundreds of thousands, but there are enough that people, we're not that far away from someone that's had that episode Two, this simple everyday things that you're talking about, about an Amazon addiction, you might call it. You know, and, and I, I just find it to be really, really instructive twice, once for your subject and the other about how you've come up with this. I think you, you, to me, you've got a dual message. You've got the message of clutter and emotions, and you've also got the me the message of what did Estelle Poiré do to harness her passions and what was her objective? Well, you've answered that, you know what those are. You at freezing cold temperatures and oil and gas projects, and you put your interest in architecture and your interest in sustainability together to help the world. Definitely. Definitely. Very well said. And I would say that clutter, it, it, it's interesting how I'll, 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 I'll tell people sometimes, I'll, I'll ask people actually, you know, what does clutter mean to you? And often people will say, oh, clutter, oh yeah, the stuff in my house. And actually clutter is a lot more than that. Clutter is, clutter is the stuff that you have in excess in your home. Clutter is your emotional state, the emotions that you keep inside of you that you don't allow yourself to feel and to express. And clutter is also the, the decisions that you make on a daily basis that actually are cluttering your life. They're not really what you wanted to clutter is. Yeah, it's, it's when you say yes and you don't really want to. Clutter is also the people that you surround yourself with that are not really suited for you. And I mean, I, I, we've all been there, right? And I kind of, I remember, you know, people that I've been, you know, guys that I've been dating in the past or friends that I was, you know, that I was with and, and, and they were just not made for me and I was not made for them. So I had to. I had to go through that process of, of sort of reconnecting with myself, reconnecting with my inner happiness. So that's also a work that I, that's very, a big part of the work that I do with, with people, with CEOs and their teams, you know, it starts from on a personal, on a personal level internally. And then once that's done, we go externally. I like that. I love it. I like it. I love it. I like both. So, so, you know, where we're, we're coming down to here, Estelle, what's the point? What can we leave people with that they can think about? 
heal your internal world so you can be more intentional with your outside world. That's, I guess, my tagline, you know, and, and something that I find very, very important. Heal your internal world. Live your emotions. Be a giant so that you can be a better person, you know, to be more at peace with yourself, to be more conscious, to become a more conscious leader. Decluttering ourselves internally, emotionally, so that we can be more intentional in your life, in your relationships, with the stuff that you buy, with the decisions that you make that will move your personal life in a different direction to create a, a more positive impact and also your business. Declutter yourselves internally to make better decisions with your business, to move your business to a different level and more positive, create a, a better, create a better impact. I'm just mumbling all these words. What the hell? <laughs> and to improve your relationships, more collaborative relationships. Perfect. I, you know, I think there's a book in here and I hope it comes soon, but uh, in the meantime, I think you have uh, you have an offer that you can give our listeners. Is that right? Would you want to describe what that is and how they can get it? Yes, absolutely. Via my website. I just want to mention though, my website is under construction at the moment. I'm, I'm sort of making it look better and more, you know, much uh, so that it will be more efficient. So new website. However, I have a link in bio on intentionalselfconsulting.com. And I invite you to book a session with me. I like a discovery call. No worries. Well, we'll chat, see what your, your, if coaching might be of use to you. But first of all, I have this. You have an offer for our listeners today? Yes, absolutely. So intentionalselfconsulting.com, intentionalselfconsulting.com. I have a free guide. It's a guide. It's called Break the Vicious Circle of Clutter. So it's a very short guide. It's printable and uh, you can put it on your fridge at home. And that will be a great reminder for you how to break this vicious circle of clutter. And yeah, that's it. Perfect. Well, I appreciate it very much. Thank you for that, that gift for our listeners. Estelle Poiré, thank you very much. I have really enjoyed this conversation. Me too. Very much. Very much. Really appreciate the invitation. Really enjoyed it. You've been listening to What's the Point? This podcast is hosted by Robert Bailey and produced by Skizitz McGee. The show is live from Palm Beach, where we highlight advanced strategies with living and extended benefits for CFOs, founders, and entrepreneurs. Visit upradio.live to learn more and to register for guest offerings. Whatever you do, make it great. But for now, the microphone is off. Hooray!